The Athletic. Hello everyone and welcome to the Football Manager Show by The Athletic. I am of course your host Tony Jameson and as always I'm joined by my guy, my right hand man, RDF Tactics and of course producer Steve. If you're new to the show, welcome. Every week we guide you through the world of Football Manager whether it's shining a light on a new feature that you've never really thought about or providing hints and tips with save ideas. We are here to help. On today's show, we're talking to professional footballer Connor Washington and we're asking him why his Twitter feed says he's the current AC Milan manager. Plus, we'll be going through your letters and of course, the toolkit is out as RDF will be tweaking those tactics in the tactics garage. Now that's the warm-up done, the whistle's about to sound, so let's do this. Now first of all, we'd love to say a huge thank you to everyone who's got in touch following episode one, and everyone who's said lovely comments. Thank you very much indeed. It's genuinely appreciated. Episode 2 RDF, how are you? You feeling good? Oh yes, I'm feeling fine. Good, like to love to hear it. Obviously we've had some lovely comments for episode 1. Now, we had a guest last week, we had Andrew Sinclair. Today we have another guest. Oh. Now the thing is, most of us playing Football Manager are not professional footballers. Despite what we tell ourselves when we're playing five-a-side... And when we fill in our little manager experience on our profile, <laughs> and we've often wondered here on the show what it must be like to be playing football manager if you also play football IRL. So I guess let's find out, shall we? Here with us today, Northern Ireland international, Rotherham striker, and if Twitter is led to be believed, the current manager of AC Milan in Football Manager 2022, Connor Washington. Welcome to the Football Manager Show. Thank you very much, guys, and uh, it's an honour to be here. Privileged to have you. I guess the first thing we need to start doing before we get any further is what was your first Football Manager slash Championship Manager? Are you an OG or are you fairly new to the series? Well, obviously I'm getting getting on a bit now, 30 now, so yeah, I was a Championship Manager baby, if you like. Um, my brother's seven years older than me, so he would have always had it running and I reckon... I reckon I was probably 97, 98 maybe, but that would have just been clicking the continue button and not really knowing what I was doing, to be honest. But it probably wasn't until I was about 13, 14 that, that I really got into it. Mm, to be fair, you've, you've joined at a good time, 97, 98, lots of stuff going on in football. So a good uh, a good vintage, I suppose they say, don't they? Um, <laughs> now, I guess the other question we've got before we start getting deep on it is, when do you get to play? I mean, obviously, life as a footballer is pretty intense, training, Sleeping, I believe, is obviously a thing you're supposed to do. So when do you get time to play for a manager? I think the big thing for us is probably away trips because we travel so much, especially when I've when I been at other clubs at Charlton where we would just seem to be away every single week and it was always five, six hours on the coach. I actually noted down here that FM21, I think I put 449 hours in, so decent 
decent stint mm. to be fair. Not not quite as good as FM22, not quite as many hours, sorry, on FM22, but still around about 200. So yeah. And also, if you ask my wife as well, she'll tell you I, it is, the laptop is open quite a lot at home, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so does um, playing the game help you at all in a day job, like the tactical insight and that sort of thing? I think probably mostly after obviously watching your videos, to be fair. Um, but it's only been in the last, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> the last two or three years that I've even tried to apply real football to football manager, if you like. Usually I was very much okay, like... Yeah. Geg and press four two three one straight out of the box. Never really touched <laughs> the tactics because um, it just it didn't really interest in, interest me to be honest. I just wanted to sign all the wonder kids and win a few titles and then on to the next save really. But yeah, the last probably two two versions of the game, I've I've got deep dive into the tactics. And I, I sort of try and apply stuff that I know don't know into my saves. Wow. Thank you for watching my videos. <laughs> you've, you've, saved, you've saved a few seasons, to be fair. <laughs> I can't lie to you. I just blanked off. When you said you'd watch my videos, yeah, I, that was what I was thinking about. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. We've all done it, to be honest. I mean, you know, because of RDF, I now know what a low block is, so we're all learning. Um, what about motivation techniques in the game? I mean, I personally, I'm a lot, I encourage a lot. I tend not to throw the water ball. You know, because I see that's quite counterintuitive. I mean, what about yourself? Are you are you quite calm, or when you're in the laptop, are you giving it giving it the big and and chucking everything all over the place? That <laughs> has been known to be honest. Fist bumps, <laughs> fist bumps a lot. Yeah, everything really. In regards to the, the motivation techniques, I have tried to throw a few water bottles in FM to be honest, and it never works. I do think that might be something I need to maybe speak to the people at, at SI about to be honest, because uh, that that does work now and then throwing the water bottle. <laughs> the table getting lifted, tactics boards getting punched. Sometimes that does work. So it's not always a, a negative reaction off that. Okay, well, we can't condone any of that behaviour, but if it does work, it does work at the end of the day. So, <laughs> you know, that's the thing, isn't it? So we're in a results-based business and you have to do what you have to do to get what you need. Um, question I will ask, though, obviously for Connor, the manager, have you ever bought, sold or selected yourself? Do you know what? I was I was thinking about this and I, I thought this might be a question that come up and I've never done it. Never have. Oh. I was thinking as to why I haven't. And I was thinking, I, I use the game as, as most people obviously play video games and things like that, as a bit of an escape, just get lost in it and whatever. And I think signing myself or, or being involved in it, I think it'd be a bit too close to home. And I've been dropped enough in my career. I don't want to have to drop myself. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a, a bit too close to home, but usually what I do do I'll be sort of two, three years down the line in a save, and I'll, I'll just have a look as to as to where I where I am. And I, I always end up in Scotland for some reason, like usually North Scotland as well, which my, I don't think my wife would be overly <laughs> happy with. Obviously, she's not in the game, luckily, so she doesn't have the, the input on that. But I've been at Ross County in, in a few different saves for some reason. So, oh, nice. What I didn't show you or anyone in the video is that you actually scored yesterday as well. You did score against me, Burnley. <laughs> so, um, what's your <laughs> what is your current save at the moment, or your go-to tactic in that? Uh, so, doing the AC Milan save. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I'm usually an I, I usually start the game off with Arsenal. That's my that's my team. Yeah, big shout out, big shout out. <laughs> um, and I've always found that Arsenal over the last sort of two or three seasons, they just lend themselves to a four-two-three-one with the players they've got. Yeah, I try and play a, a bit of soccer, to be honest doesn't always work but 
and then yeah, either that or the three five two. I've not really dabbled too much. Player instructions and, and player roles might change, but yeah, I'm pretty pretty stubborn with those two tactics to be honest. So the AC Milan's a, a three five two at the minute. Yeah, I'm not too too different to be fair. My go to usually I do I create a lot of tactics, but in my actual saves it's usually a four three three and I I struggle to find anything else for me other than that. <laughs> I mean, has playing this game sort of like started to make you think about the future? I mean, you mentioned there, you you know, the ripe old age of 30. I mean, I would kill to go back to being 30, to be honest. But like, you know, <laughs> in terms of football, is it is it something that would be potentially a, a career path for you? Management, coaching, or is it just literally you got a laptop on and that's that's you for, for a bit of escapism? Yeah, I think that I think the latter, to be honest. Um, obviously, being in football every day is is very different to just chucking a tactic together and not actually having to deal with any any of these people outside of my laptop if anybody throws a hissy fit they usually get sold and I shut my laptop down so um, <laughs> obviously have, having to deal with those problems in real life and um, a little bit different I don't think management would ever be for me to be honest coaching potentially but I'd only ever want to deal with the attacking players so I've just got no interest in defenders defending anything like that so get me get me some strikers and some shooting drills and I'll be good to go I think Hmm. Okay. So in terms of that, then are we looking at sort of for your manager profile? Are you saying like maybe attacking uh, attributes, 18 defense, nine, maybe is that sort of roughly what you'd, you'd give yourself? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is nail on the head stuff, to be honest, because I don't often, I don't often dabble with any sort of lower league saves. I mostly just set, set, set it to whatever it, it the default is to be honest for that, for that level that I'm going to manage at. So yeah, but I do usually stick a, a little bit of an attack in there. Uh, flair on it so I can I can take those sessions hmm, okay so obviously FM 23 is round the corner um I guess the a silly question is are you excited for FM 23 um and if so anything particularly you've seen in the headline features that is jumping out at you that you might be uh be keen to have a little look at yeah obviously really excited it's a good good time of year November to be honest uh, I look forward to it every year because I've usually I've sort of tapered down towards the end of the, the FM2 cycle, if you like, and then I'm usually just gearing up, gearing myself up for the for the 23. So, in terms of the features, I think I think the low block is is exciting me. To be honest, I like a little bit more tactical flexibility. I've I've always liked um, Mourinho the way he sets his teams up. So I'd, yeah. I'd like to be able to do that and, and it be a little bit more effective. And obviously, after watching your video yesterday, Aaron, it seems to be uh, a, a lot more viable. Yeah. To be fair, I, I think you kind of have to do that. And because it's announced in the new features as well about smarter AI managers in the game, there's been a few times where I've gone two nil up, and you can literally just feel the momentum shift, and it's it's very noticeable. So it's you you do kind of have to apply that in your game anyway. I think you will be forced to kind of use that system in the long term. So give us the lowdown on the current Rotherham United side if we wanted to choose them as a last FM22 or first FM23 save, is there any exciting youngsters that we should look out for? Yeah, loads to be fair. We've, we've got we've got a really good squad, I would imagine. Obviously, it's a it's a very, very tough division with, with a lot of quality in it, yeah. but there's no real surprise that a lot of our players are getting linked with the, the bigger teams in the championship and uh, teams at different levels. We've got um, Chio Ogbené up top, who I'm not sure if they would have changed him by now though because he's only started playing up top this season. He was a wing back. Okay. But great pace, clever, carries the ball really well. So I would imagine acceleration pace dribbling would be really high. We've got a lot of ex Arsenal youngsters as well. 
Um, connections, this is always there. It's good always connections, there. yeah. Um, <laughs> we got a young wing back, right back, uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey. He's fantastic, unbelievable athlete. Looks like he's got everything, and it makes me feel so old that he's at 17, 18. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he's he's one for the future for sure. On the other side, we've got Cohen Bramall, left wing back. You obviously, you know him as well, um, ex Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> fastest man I've ever seen, obscenely fast. If he's not 20, 20, I I need to write to SI because he's <laughs> he makes everybody else look horribly slow. Ben Wiles in the centre midfield, been linked with, with a lot of clubs. Um, I'd imagine he'd be a, a good all-rounder as well. And sitting midfielder, Dan Barlazer, he can see a pass. I would expect to see high vision on there. Pace, minimal, <laughs> vision high. Excellent. That's what you want, isn't it? Has it ever been as well, then just before we, we wrap this up, has there ever been... Have all the boys got around the laptops and looked at each other's attributes and just went, there's no just, way I'm not, like, I'm better than that, surely. I was going to ask the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar with, with obviously the other video games as well. The lads can't believe yeah. can't believe it sometimes. Um, but we had a really good, um, there was three of us at, at Charlton that, that played it a lot. We had some good, some good battles. We'd all take over one club and then whoever was doing the best after two or three seasons would... Uh, by the dinner next time or, or whatever that was that would to be fair that is how i racked up 450 hours on fm21 to be honest but <laughs> yeah it's always good fun when the new game comes out especially because so far i at rotherham i've been the only one that really plays it so as the lads walk past me on the yeah. bus they're like oh let me have a look let me have a look well that he says someone how much <laughs> <laughs> taking it back to the boss going, uh this is wrong for a start yeah so what's going on here? exactly exactly that but yeah, I'm hoping. I'll have, hopefully, I'll get a few, a few more of the Rotherham lads into it this year. I think because uh, it's always good fun when when all the lads have got a, a save on. Connor, absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for the time. Obviously, for uh, for stopping by and chatting to us. Um, if people want to find a little bit more about you or see what you're up to, um, anywhere we can follow you online, social media or something. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I've absolutely no idea what any of my handles are. Um, <laughs> absolutely not on tiktok either that's when i knew i was old when i didn't know what that was um <laughs> but yeah twitter and instagram so the twitter handle is washington connor and connor is spelled c-o-n-o-r thank you sir no problem <laughs> excellent stuff connor thanks very much take it easy and we'll see you soon thank you cheers guys you're listening to the football manager show from the athletic On The Athletic, you can read the fine penmanship of Michael Cox, Amy Lawrence, David Ornstein, and many more. And if you're a subscriber, you can read all of these incredible journalists in one place. How do you become a subscriber? It's simple. Visit theathletic.com forward slash fmpod. That's theathletic.com forward slash fmpod. And if you've never subscribed before, you can join up for six months for six quid so what are you waiting for do it today hello james richardson here presenter of the totally football show it's a show about football 
And sometimes it's about life, and usually it's about an hour long. This Thursday, it's particularly about the midweek Premier League games. Ten Hag against Conte, South Coast derby dust-up between uh, Bournemouth and Saints, and the story tradition of the all-West London-Brentford-Chelsea clash. I'll be asking dumb questions. Duncan Alexander, Karl Anker and Ahmed Schubel will have clever answers, and you can find all of that by searching for The Totally Football Show wherever you get your podcasts. Now, for a lot of us, our time playing FM 22 may be coming to an end and we're looking longingly at FM 23. For some, however, there's still a bit of life left in your current saves. And as the old saying goes, it's not over till RDF has tweaked your tactics in the tactics garage. Aaron, we've got another one. I know we do. (laughs) after the success of last week where we looked at producer steve's fiorentina we obviously asked the community to get in touch and send us their tactics and this is what i've got aaron we've got a reply from jamie at 2dpfm who says i've made this for a barcelona save trying out some of the roles i hadn't used before i ended up calling it a trisymmetric as it creates lots of triangle passing movements. Defensively, it's solid, but we're not scoring enough goals. It needs a little more oomph going forward. So do you want to bring it up and have a little look under the hood and see what we've got? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So what we have here is obviously asymmetric tactic. For those who can't see on the screen, we do have a back four. It's a flat back four. We do have a defensive midfielder, which is a half back. In central midfield, we have a Mazala, very, very risky in this shape. We have a wide playmaker to the left of him. In attacking midfield, we do have a shadow striker. On the right, it's a Ram Deuter. And then lastly, up top, slightly on the right-hand side, we do have a central forward on attack, a complete forward on attack. So I guess he's trying to use roles that he hasn't used a lot in Football Manager, to be fair. It's probably similar for a lot of us. Not a lot of us are going to be using a Ram Deuter, and not a lot of us are going to be using a wide playmaker on the wider areas. So this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. So just for people listening at home who maybe don't know what an asymmetric tactic is, how would you describe it? Well, funky. (laughs) Funky. (laughs) (laughs) So usually you would set out a tactic like a formation of 4-3-3 and you would everything would be symmetric so you just have your flat back four you have your holding midfielder in the middle in the central area then you will have your two central midfielders in the left side of the central midfield spot and then the right side of the central midfield spot as well then you have your two wingers perfectly placed on either flank and your central striker bang right in the middle and if you wanted to make an asymmetric tactic if you're trying to well kind of exploit the AI or exploit your own team's qualities you might want to make a funky looking shape and that might mean in a 4-3-3 you can drop your right winger down to right midfield and then voila you've got a funky looking asymmetric tactic and sometimes it does work really well in football manager sometimes it can go the complete opposite way you wanted it to go Mm, yeah so think diagonal lines isn't it at this point obviously the tactic that i'm looking at right now it seems to be a flat back four and then you've got sort of two Diagonal lines going up across from, from midfield into the forwards. Now, I've experimented with asymmetric myself this year and looking yeah. at some of these roles, not roles I would have used personally. Is this where Jamie's coming from, that the roles are, are potentially the issue here? Or is there something yeah. you could maybe look and say, look, you know, this is what we need to tweak a bit? 
Well, looking at the system, and he said he needs a little bit more <clears throat> going forward, I can kind of get or see why he's very, very solid defensively because in transition, he is regrouping. So he's asking these players to drop deep and get back into their shape. But also out of possession as well, he's got a much lower line of engagement, a much lower defensive line. So not only is he using roles that isn't used very often, he's also using instructions that people might not necessarily go to straight away, like much lower line of engagement. That's very, very risky. So that's one thing I would change to try and get goals, even though it's a defensive instruction. But you could, again, just think you're on the pitch and you're defending very, very deep. If you do win the ball back, you're so far away from goal. So even your defensive line and your line of engagement can help you be a little bit more creative going further forward. Mm, it's very interesting that he's sat deep with Barcelona in particular and looking to play counter-attacking <laughs> football. I'm just trying to think very quickly in my head of how many teams are going to come to the new Camp and attack Barcelona. Surely there's not that many. I think there's probably only one uh, team that would maybe be doing that. So in terms of getting a bit more oomph, would you maybe take that line, of, that, that lower line of defence and move it up a little bit? Maybe like go less counter-attack, go a bit more sort of... Um, yeah. A bit more aggressive. So that's exactly one tweak that I'm going to do. And I'm actually just thinking about, I had a little light bulb moment and maybe, maybe he's onto something. Maybe a team like Barcelona, it's a trap, right? So the positive mentality, he's still positive um, in his football, in possession and stuff like that. So if Iber comes to Barcelona and Barcelona just sitting back, maybe Iber thinking, hmm, maybe we can step forward then. And then that is where Barcelona can then become dangerous. That's when he starts to create space and then he can exploit. But I do feel the much lower line of engagement, a much lower defensive line, it's a bit too, it's a bit too much. So I am going to change the line of engagement to standard. But the thing about these tactic garages is that we don't necessarily want to change someone's tactic completely. We want to keep the idea. So with the defensive line, we're still just going to use a lower. It's not much lower. But it's still lower. We're still defending deep when the opposition have the ball. Mm. And of course, as you say, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not changing the tactic entirely, is it? It's just making these little tweaks. Now, is there any tweaks that you'd make to potentially roles? Is there any roles that are sort of standing out at you that you maybe sort of go, well, if I was setting this tactic up, maybe I would use this role rather than the role that Jamie's currently using? Yeah. So in his asymmetric uh, tactic, the left midfielder, wide playmaker, I'm quite happy with that. The shadow striker in attacking midfield. Ram Deuter as well, and complete forward. He's he's got something going there. It's the Mazala for me that ruins this uh fluid attacking movement. If he's running out in that wider area, so he's got the Mazala on the right side of the central midfield area, but he's also got the Ram Deuter on the right hand side as well. Now, the Ram Deuter, he likes to play very, very narrow. He sits more narrow, and that's actually hard-coded in his role as well. He moves into channels, so effectively you're gonna have the Ram Deuter sitting more narrow in that kind of right half space. Then you've got the Mazala, who is a half winger. He mainly operates in that half space, but he also moves into channels as well. So you've got the Ramdoya and Mazala kind of doing the same thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing, especially if you want to create overloads, but on the left-hand side, you've got a wide playmaker. There's not really anybody penetrating on the left-hand side, but it is the Mazala that I will change. And I'm actually going to get a Roman playmaker in midfield. So now we have two playmakers, fancy. We have two playmakers. And one reason being is that, so he's got a halfback and he doesn't really offer much going further forward. And then the Mazala offers a lot going further forward. So you kind of have your disconnected midfield with the halfback sitting very deep, being very cautious. And then the Mazala being very adventurous and going further forward. 
So I'm going to get a Roman playmaker who likes to drop deep to get the ball. He collects the ball, but then he drives forward. So he can be that connection in midfield. And then we can create some very good opportunities going further forward. So that's one role I would change. But also the fullbacks. The fullbacks are fullbacks on support. I don't feel you're going to get much out of them considering a wide playmaker is going to come inside and just operate and create chances. That's his main job. Then a Ram Doyer, again, is going to sit more narrow. So maybe we could just get some complete wingbacks in there, some complete wingbacks on support, getting further forward and helping that attack play, but also offering some width, which is vital, which is going to be vital. So those are the roles that I have tweaked. Fullbacks are now complete wingbacks on support and the Mazala on attack in midfield is now a Roman playmaker on support. So we're still kind of using unfamiliar roles or roles that are not often being used. So we've still got that little edge to the tactic. So just to remind anyone listening, when we're talking about in possession and out of possession tactics, RDF's using the the sort of the square boxes down the left-hand side, those three boxes there. They do actually say uh, in possession, out of possession and in transition as well. So that's where we look at uh, lowering our lines of engagement and upping our lines of engagement when we're talking about how to become a little bit more aggressive in this tactic. Now, Aaron, we're talking here about a couple of roles we maybe haven't looked at before, some niche roles, if you will. Yeah. Um, we're talking about halfbacks. Now, what's the difference between a halfback and maybe a central midfielder or, or a defensive midfielder, possibly? It's mainly the movement. With the halfback, he's really going to focus. So when you're in possession, he's really going to focus coming deep and just recycle possession. He's not going to try anything fancy. A, a deep line playmaker, a defensive midfielder, they might try and break a line with the pass. Whereas a halfback, He's just going to focus on keeping the possession, but he drops back in between your defenders. So effectively, he will look to create a free at the back if you're using two defenders, obviously. Mm, fantastic. So an extra bit of defensive solidity there, yeah. which we quite like. And you mentioned a Ram Deuter. Now, a role I've not used a lot, I must be honest. And I'm sure there's maybe a few of our listeners possibly haven't ventured into the <laughs> roles of Ram Deuter. So again, give us give us a breakdown. What does a Ram Deuter do? Just think Thomas Müller. <laughs> just think Thomas Müller <laughs> in his prime. Just think that. And yeah, he's a, he's a winger. But essentially, he's just going to look to attack any sort of space that he can see. He's not going to be involved in your build-up, so he's not going to really look to drop deep link play and stuff. So when you are building, what he's going to be looking at is the space that he can just look to exploit, which is mainly in between the full-backs and the centre-backs. Lovely. And finally, a Mazala. This is the main change that you were making. You changed yes. a Mazala to a Roman playmaker. So explain to me what a Mazala is and explain to me why you think a Roman playmaker works better in this tactic. Well, a Mazala by football manager's terms, is essentially just a half-winger. And he's going to be in the central areas, but he's going to drift out into those wider areas, mainly in that right half space. And he's going to look to just disorganise any opposition's um, defensive shape. And he, he can be really, really deadly. But with the Mazala, I feel you do need to have some nice roles supporting the Mazala. And I don't feel Aram Doita, especially, is one of those roles. And a Roman playmaker, think a box-to-box midfielder, but with a lot more creative responsibility. If your team are building out from the back, a box-to-box midfielder, he's just essentially just going to get up and down the pitch, up and down the pitch. A Roman playmaker, similarly, up and down the pitch, but when he comes down on the pitch, he's looking to collect the ball and build and create something. He's going to look to drive with the ball, go further forward and play those killer passes. And I'm looking at that Ram Doita and he can benefit from a Roman playmaker in this system. 
Mm. And if you are unsure about this, there are little role descriptions just by clicking on the little eye on the uh, on the player yeah. as well, so you can see a description of the roles. So if you haven't come across these before, you can have a little look there and uh, see what they do, and they should give you a bit of a, a bit of an understanding as to where these players are going to run, what they're going to do, and what they're not going to do. Now, Aaron, appreciate that. I'm sure uh, Jamie's over the moon with your uh, breakdown. If anyone else has an issue, what can they do? They can send their tactics in. Send a screenshot to RDF Tactics on Twitter. You can send it to Tony if you want, but it will be me <laughs> looking at it. So you can send it There's to no RDF need to send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you can send it to RDF Tactics on Twitter. Just send me a screenshot. You don't necessarily has to be attached to a thread. Just send me a screenshot with a description, actually. Tell me what's wrong with it. What should I fix? Don't just send me a tactic and be like, hey, RDF, here's a tactic. No, tell me what's wrong, and then I will have a look. So it's time for your letters. And to help us do that, here's producer Steve. Hello. Hello, Steve. How are you? Very well. Very well. Good, good. It's always a pleasure to have you on. But before we say hello to you properly and do a bit more, RDF, you have had a little look at the alpha version of FM23 recently, I believe. Yeah, I've had a little cheeky, cheeky look inside <laughs> FM23. Mm, a cheeky little look indeed. Now, for the listeners who are wondering what is an alpha version of FM23, all video games go through various rounds of testing, rigorous testing. Of course, there are people there looking at bugs and, and where things work and don't work. There's a, a system called the Alpha System, which is a, a prelude to the beta, which the beta comes out pre the game being launched on the 8th of November. But the game itself is, is, is deemed the gold version. Now, the Alpha version is still a work-in-progress version, but RDF, you did little work-in-progress video, didn't you? So you've got oh, your hands yeah. on it. What have you seen? Talk us through the video first of all, and then we'll have a little couple of talking points from that to expand upon. So there is a Football Manager 2023 Alpha playlist on YouTube. You can check it out where we've, there's 10 of us and we've all covered the new features of Football Manager 2023. And my responsibility, my job was to look at the new tactical instructions. Well, I say they're new, they're reworded, but also the low block is now more effective in Football Manager. That used to be one of the complaints in the old or the previous Football Managers. It's why can I not get my low block to work? effectively i believe you could but it was very very difficult now it's more friendly i would say for people and now defensive managers out there it's time to be excited because it is certainly a lot more effective in fm23 looking forward to getting my low block on my counter-attack my long ball i'm gonna <laughs> do 90s agricultural football if it kills me <laughs> but if i'm not if i'm not an agricultural football manager rdf Yes. Maybe I like stats. Maybe I like data. Apparently, there's been a bit of a tweak on the data hub. Is that right? Oh, yes, there is. It's made much simpler for guys as well. So when you are selecting which data you want, which data you're requesting from your analysis, now you have the actual option of... So there will be a little drop-down box when you get the game. You guys, some of you guys will see it. There is now a drop-down box, and it's just easy for you to request what data you actually want, whereas before it was made difficult. It was made difficult but there is new things so now there is a pitch tilt and that basically measures passes completed against and passes completed for and you can see whether you're basically the more dominant side the team that's on the front foot if you're completing a lot of passes but don't have a lot of passes against you 
There's also new passing dynamic attributes, but just new stats in general. Passes um, PPDA, so passes per defensive action, basically. It's just a lot of new stuff. There is a lot of new stuff in the game, which we should all be excited for. New stuff sounds good. I like that. So that's a nice little teaser there, thanks to RDF. We've said it's time for your letters. We probably should get round to your letters, Steve, because you just sat there <laughs> listening to us profess for <laughs> FM23. I mean, I know FM23 is imminent, and uh, there was a question raised by a, a listener, Archie Blagger, who is at Archie Blagger over on Twitter. Uh, he's come up with a question that says, question for your excellent podcast. We like you already, Archie. Uh, feel free to backscratch us whenever you like. <laughs> I consider a version of FM complete when Sunderland do the EPL and Champions League double. When do you, if ever, think you've finished the game? Bear in mind it took him until 2036 in FM 22. I'll open up to to the floor. Steve, we'll come to you first. When do you think the game's done? I'm contemplating this right now, obviously, because i am basically got a bit of a race against the clock to win another Scudetto with Fiorentina before FM23 comes out. What I'd actually like to do with this one is win the double because I'm in the Coppa Italia semi-finals as well. So I reckon if I get the double, I don't know how big a deal it is in Serie A. Obviously in English football, the double is quite a big thing, right? I'm assuming it's quite a big deal, but probably Juventus just do it all the time and it's less of a big deal. Who knows? But I feel like if I do that and then I can sort of be like, quit whilst I'm ahead, that's it. Mm, Okay, so a double on the horizon. RDF, when's the game done for you? Never. (laughs) (laughs) that's the right answer honestly (laughs) fm is never done for me i could literally open up the game have a very bad morning with the game obviously i could lose every game i'll close the game and then it's rent free time it's literally in my head i'm there all day thinking what Mm -hmm. can i do to turn this around and you can bet any money i'm turning on the game the exact same day to try and turn it around and this that will go until I see FM23 available to download. So the answer for me is never. I feel that, to be honest. I really do feel that. I must admit <laughs> myself, I'm I'm in a little bit of, a, of, a, of, an, of an uncertainty right now. I'm trying to work out. I don't think I've got enough time before the, the full release to get another season done with Norwich. I've got a few bits and pieces I need to do. So I feel as though my save is going to have to remain unfinished at season nine. We've just been promoted to the Premier League and we're not going to get that elusive season in the premiership but never mind it's one of those things it is what it is i mean we did ask on behalf of archie the twitter sphere we've put it out there to, to find out what the responses of our listeners are and first of all we'll come to you steve yes the first one that obviously the, uh, to answer to archie's question was at salty bfm and they say i often find it hard to tear myself away from a cycle so especially on a journeyman save where the story is always evolving I usually try to find natural conclusions to the stories and basically then twiddle my thumbs until the game comes out. I think we can all relate to that, to be honest. Uh, as we say there, with, with my own journeyman save, I am still sat going, we oh, don't know. There's no natural conclusion at this point. Um, <laughs> RDF, can you do any better? Yes. Well, next we do have FM Tahiti. When I'm no longer the underdog, if teams are showing up to spoil my day, then I know I'm not too big for my boots. I need to call it a day. I've never got to that moment where I'm (laughs) the underdog. (laughs) Um, Another user with with FM in their name, at FM (laughs) underscore stag. When I've completed my two blogged saves for the year and embark onto the good ship Boca Juniors, 
I know it's close. When I bag a couple of Copper Libertadores, I know it's over. And he's also given us a lovely gif of Frodo that says, it's done. <laughs> a bit in the Lord of the Rings where he gets, not to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read the books or watched the films yet, but he does, he wins. He, he, oh, does, yeah, he yeah. does eventually destroy the Ring of Power uh, and it took its toll. <laughs> some way Ganges was there for him, so most importantly. Anyway, wild tangent from me. Next up is Arn But Football, who is at ARN underscore FM. And the answer to the question, when is an FM save done? Arn says, when I catch PSG, her joking that will never happen. Uh, it's when the new game drops. So uh, for a bit of context as well, Arn is playing with Lons in Liga. And he got about 26 games into the current season that he was on when the question was asked and is two points behind PSG, which considering, I mean, Ligue 1 is quite an interesting league because apart from the dominance of PSG, for teams like Lens, like Nice, uh, obviously Lille won Ligue 1 in uh, IRL a few years ago, there is possibility to move up and down as far as second, but then uh, inevitably <laughs> PSG are there. So I mean, that was on. This seems a good challenge. I'm I'm looking at the league table. He's got Nice in third with 53 points and Lawrence on 71 points. If I'm on, I'm just going for this. I'm going for this. Every cup game I'm rotating. I don't care about the cups anymore. Every league and game I'm going to try and win. There's nothing to lose at this point. He can't go to third place. Surely not. Surely not. Mm. So, on, just go for it. Very attacking hmm. mentality. Be brave. Be different. The next tweet, we do have FM Hermit. When I start confusing in-game transfers for real life once in conversations now, that is certainly <laughs> happens for me. Sorry, guys. I was laughing whilst reading that because I just remember. It's, it's one of those things that there was... Uh, I was watching just yesterday, actually. There was Wolves. And I saw Bibicar Triore. And I'm like, wait, I thought he just moved somewhere else. Of course... I wasn't up to date with transfers in real life because I was so wrapped up in my game and Traore just moved in my game. So I was thinking, one sec, what's going on? But yeah, that's yes. definitely happened for me. If you're losing your grip on reality, I think maybe. <laughs> put put the laptop down. Oh yeah, just close the lids. We, we've all been there. We've all we've all had you know un, unrational, irrational hatred of other teams purely just because of this game. To be honest, but. If it's getting to that point, do take a break, uh, loyal <laughs> listeners. James Flanagan, or uh, at Flanagan James, uh, on his, uh, sorry, Flames Janigan, I can't even say that. So it's James Flanagan over on Twitter, has said, when I complete my one large challenge per FM, this year it was winning the Champions League with Sligo Rovers of Ireland, which is his hometown club, after 25 seasons and 16 real life days. I like how he's brought that down into how many <laughs> actual <laughs> minutes it's taken him to do that. Yeah. Um, I know someone else who's done that previously as well. Um, by the final season, I still had to go through the qualifiers of the Champions League every year. James, if I had a hat on, I would take it off to salute you. That is sterling work. And lastly, we do have Ro Hill on Twitter. When a big challenge is complete, so for an example, when I won a quadruple with Arsenal, come on, boy, in FM21, <laughs> journeyman save. That was for me complete in FM21. Is it equivalent? It is an equivalent of beating the game. Well, actually, actually, though you've done very well with Arsenal, I may disagree because I don't think you can actually beat FM. That's fairly impossible for me. There's always a challenge in Football Manager, and that's one of the great things about FM. It's one reason why I love FM anyway. 
And speaking of challenges, producer Steve, you got an extra special letter this week, didn't you? We did, we did. So uh, fans of the pod from previous seasons will remember Dan Tacon of the Pentagon Challenge, which just for a little refresh for everyone, the Pentagon Challenge is winning the big club trophy. So the Copa Libertadores, the Champions League in Europe on on five continents. And I'm going to read this uh, pretty much verbatim. So it starts with Ian. (laughs) Sorry, I just uh, (laughs) need a moment there. Um, (laughs) Thanks again for all the support and mentions of the save on the pod. So Dan has um, compiled it in a book that you can find uh, online to purchase called The Penton Challenge, One Manager, Five Cups. This covers the story of the save, which obviously listeners from previous seasons would have heard Dan update us through the FM22 cycle. But this condenses it into some of the major players that join and including some of the major players that join me on the journey. So I'm sure many of the FM22 favourites will be in there. We all know who they are. Good luck with your future endeavours, including FM23. Ian will be missed on the weekly pod catch-up. He's, oh, he's missed here too as well, Dan. So all the best from Dan Tacon. Thanks very much for getting in touch, Dan. So obviously that was via our, our unconventional, you might say, emailing system. So there are ways that we continue to get more letters, are there not? Yeah, and that unconventional system to get letters to us is to email Ian McIntosh, who will eventually pass them on when we're summoned to the boardroom. Um, <laughs> his email is imackintosh at theathletic.com. So please do keep forwarding your correspondence to us we will of course read them and read them out on the show if they are good we will also accept very short messages via twitter i'm at tony jameson and rdf is at rdf tactics and that was the football manager show by the athletic your guest today was actual footballer connor washington your co-host was rdf tactics your producer was steve hankey and i am tony jameson As always, stay safe and we'll see you soon. The Athletic.